0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from Anders in Ottawa, and he asks, You can now report rent payments and non-payment to the Landlord Credit Bureau, and this will be reported on the tenant's Equifax credit report. It sounds like a great incentive for tenants to pay rent on time. Do you see any drawbacks for landlords except the cost of $19.95 a month in some administration? Well, Anders, this is a great question. The Landlord Credit Bureau is a concept that was founded in Canada back in 2012. It was founded by a retired Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer who specialized in fraud prevention and a retired corporate lawyer turned technology entrepreneur. Both men were frustrated by their own experience as landlords, and the Landlord Credit Bureau aims to shine a spotlight on good and bad tenant behavior. Over time, The Landlord Credit Bureau has established a relationship with Equifax, one of the credit reporting agencies, in order to have rental history become part of the overall credit report. The Landlord Credit Bureau suffers from a couple of problems, in my opinion. The grand vision for the Credit Bureau is a good one. The question is how to get from the startup phase to broad market adoption. Eight years since inception, the program is still in startup phase. In order for it to be useful for landlords, The landlord credit bureau needs widespread adoption. I could say the same thing about a number of new technology initiatives that suffer from being below critical mass. If one percent of tenants are members then chances are high that when I get a vacancy in an apartment a new prospective tenant won't be in the system. Facebook by itself has no value. The biggest part of its value is based on the fact that it has 2.7 billion users. If Facebook software existed in its current mature form with all the features that it has today, but had no adoption, it would be worthless. So think about other platforms that have achieved wider adoption. Think about YouTube or Facebook itself. Both these platforms went several years with a free service in order to maximize market penetration before figuring out how to monetize the offering. If I'm a landlord and I have a good tenant, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks a month out of pocket to report on my good tenant. The value proposition for landlords having a good tenant simply isn't there. The landlord credit bureau might be useful to me in 10 or 20 years time when enough people have adopted it that I get some real value from being a member. And I'm not going to pay that for the next 20 years, hoping that someday it might be useful. If I'm a large landlord with hundreds or thousands of units, maybe I get more value, but the pricing goes up if you have more units in the portfolio. The concept is good, but the problem is in the business model. In my opinion, they should find another way of monetizing the offering that eliminates the membership barrier. Think about it this way. If I have a vacancy as a landlord, I'm going to be thinking about solving that problem. I've got two problems, in fact. Problem number one is, when am I going to get a tenant? And number two, am I going to get a good tenant or a problem tenant? And at that moment, I'm probably willing to spend money to solve that problem. I might be willing to spend $200 for a package of credit searches during that 30 or 60 day period of vacancy. But I might not be willing to spend the same amount of money spread over time for the possibility that I might get some intangible benefit. It's the difference between vitamins and pain medication. And when a landlord has a problem, they're more likely to spend the money to solve that problem right there and then. But if they don't have the problem, they probably won't spend the money on the vitamins that have an uncertain benefit down the road. If I have a tenant who doesn't pay the rent, chances are the same behavior appears in other places in their life. A credit report, as part of the application process, is a fair and objective tool in assessing whether tenants are going to be a good credit risk in the future or not. Now think about it from the tenant's perspective. Why would I consent to putting more financial information about myself on the internet? If I'm a good tenant, I've got nothing to worry about. I'm confident that a good reference from a past landlord combined with a good credit report will be enough to be accepted as a tenant. And if I'm a bad tenant, I definitely don't want to participate in the program because it makes it more difficult for me to find a place to rent in the future. In both cases, there isn't enough of an incentive for tenants to participate on a large scale. It's only when you have large-scale adoption that the system delivers on the promise of the vision. The Landlord Credit Bureau is a business, and I fully respect they need to make money to survive. I love the concept and I love the vision. My personal opinion is they need to refine the business model to better connect with the value proposition that both landlords and tenants will find compelling. I want to thank you, Anders, for a great question. This is an industry initiative that has a lot of potential, and we're definitely going to want to monitor to see how it progresses in the future. For the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.